Hey, it's Pedro, and welcome to Why God, a space where we try to make sense of what's happening in our lives as we aim to answer the three whys. Why does God, why choose God, and why God's love? Episode 7, Self-Control In my walk with Christ, there have been times where I've recognised the need for self-control. Situations would range from controlling myself and denying the flesh or controlling my speech from saying something abrasive to someone. And what I realised was that the more I tried to hold myself back, the more I found myself letting myself go. No matter what I tried, no matter how many breaths I took, no matter how many things I wrote down, or no matter how many people I spoke to, there would always be a situation where my own selfish desires would lead me to making bad choices. And while suffering the consequences of my own actions, whilst being told off for being rude or being riddled with guilt, I felt so torn. I knew giving in to my desires and my need for retribution on a moral level was so wrong, but then why did it feel so right? I mean, it just made sense to me that the right thing to do would be whatever made me feel right. But every time I would follow through with this logic, I would somehow end up hurting the people around me. And even more than that, what I didn't realise at the time was that I'd be hurting myself, allowing myself to think that this get-back behaviour was acceptable. But, But wait, where was God during all of this? I mean, surely a loving God wouldn't let me suffer alone because of my own actions, and surely a loving God wouldn't let the people I hurt suffer at all. If there was a truly loving God out there, why would he allow me to be such a bad person? In fact, why would he allow anything bad to happen at all? Why, God, am I so inclined to be a bad person? It's certainly nothing new that humans seem to be inclined into choosing the wrong decisions and making mistakes. And even more than that, it's nothing new that we try to push the blame onto other people to try and cover our own guilt in a situation that we played a part in. It's just the nature within us. I mean, even back in the days of Genesis, after God challenged Adam and Eve on their disobedience, Adam tried to push the blame onto Eve and Eve pushed the blame onto the serpent. Again, it's just in our nature, but that doesn't make it okay. You see, just as Adam and Eve suffered the consequences of their disobedience, so too will we suffer the consequences of our action. And in no way does this mean that God is any less loving than he truly is. If you remember my father and child analogy in episode 2, you'll remember the importance of God being our father, and we, his children. And just as a loving parent wouldn't be toxically overprotective of their child from danger, so too would a loving parent allow their child to suffer the consequences of their own actions, not to let them suffer, but to allow them to learn right from wrong, and the consequences of choosing wrong, and the worth of choosing the right thing. And it works the same way with our Heavenly Father. He will allow his children to make mistakes, to follow through with their sinful nature, just so they can see for themselves how much they need self-control to choose the right things. But how do we reach that level of being able to have self-control to reject the wrong things and to choose the right things? We find our answer in Romans 12 verse 2, which says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So you see, the ability to control one's emotions, the ability to choose right from wrong, doesn't come from solutions that make sense to us, but rather from a mind that has been transformed and renewed to be in line with what God's will is. 
And God's will isn't just any will, but it is good and acceptable and perfect. And there's a huge emphasis on the mind here, or rather the renewing of your mind. Now, typically, our mind in the Bible represents the morals that we have, meaning the standards of behavior and the reasons for choosing right and wrong. It is a part of what makes our whole being. And when we understand that it is in our nature to make mistakes and when it is in our nature that we fall short of the glory of God, as it says in Romans 3.23, the importance of renewal becomes very clear to us. And there is a loving God that wants to make us new. He wants to rescue us from this life of sin. He wants to renew our minds so we can tell right from wrong, so we can take part in his will of sanctification, so that we can be made acceptable in his sight to eternally reside in his presence in heaven and jesus the son of god took the consequences of our sinful actions on the cross so that we didn't have to suffer but yet believe in his sacrifice and follow him follow his ways believe in the truth of his sacrifice and continue to walk in the new life that our faith in him gives us and with that being said i'd like you to take this away with you with the guilt and shame that we may feel because of our actions, those moments of feeling unworthy are chances to look at the one that can make us worthy. He wants to make us anew, break the chain of failing to use self-control, but give us a new mind and a new life where self-control is not an option, but a lifestyle. A lifestyle where we reside in his spirit by walking in the path of Christ. The path where we are made perfect by following the perfect one. The path where we may stumble but get back up with him in our sight. The path where the things of earth will grow strangely dim. And the path that ends in us, eternally residing with him. By praying, being sincere and being earnest, we can all start to walk the path where self-control will no longer seem out of reach, but becomes part of our lifestyle, which unto others we preach thereof. So with that being said, I'm Pedro and thank you for listening.